When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We have all of Mike Tomlin's sad, empty promises on rebuilding the Steelers. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin loves to say the standard is the standard. But in recent years, that once high Steelers standard has fallen and can't get up. Now they're losing franchise quarterback and future Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger amid another disappointing season and postseason blowout. You'd think this would be the time when a determined Tomlin doubled down on sweeping coaching staff changes while committing to doing everything and anything to bring a bona fide franchise quarterback to the Steel City. But in his season-ending news conference, Tomlin was reticent to announce any major changes. Yeah, defensive coordinator Kevin Butler, architect of defensive failures so massive the Steelers now hold the record for giving up the most points over three consecutive playoff games, he may or may not retire. But other than that, Tomlin is offering an anxious Steelers nation no assurances that his coaching staff brain trust will be any different in 2022. Chief among the coaches Tomlin is standing by is outclassed offensive coordinator Matt Canada. He will be back designing the go-nowhere Steelers attack and calling its perplexing plays next season. See how bad the plays are? I can't even say perplexing. But I digress. As for who will step into Roethlisberger's sizable shoes behind center, well, it could be either of the two quarterbacks currently on the Steelers roster, that being mediocre Mason Rudolph and untested first-round draft pick turned journeyman Dwayne Haskins. Neither offer much comfort to fans desperately seeking a seismic turnaround in the Steelers' dearth of scoring, especially in the first half of football games. Yes, the Steelers will be using their full scouting resources to draft a quarterback this spring, possibly with the 20th pick or even higher with the trade. But as far as trading top draft picks to bring in a veteran passer, do not hold your breath. It was always a Pittsburgh pipe dream that Aaron Rodgers would be clad in black and gold next season. The Steelers just don't build their teams this way. At best, they'll sign a veteran arm in free agency for a little stability. But this won't be the long-term or even the median-term solution at QB. 
Instead, we are entering a very uncertain and likely uninspiring transition phase until the next Steelers quarterback, likely whoever they draft this spring, matures into the role. That is the best case scenario. Some would-be franchise passers simply never develop into that role. Hey, Pittsburgh struck gold when Ben Roethlisberger was thrust on the field in week two of his rookie year in 2004. With the stout defense that surrounded him, Ben was tasked with handing the football to Jerome Bettis and fast Willie Parker and not turning it over while making just enough passing plays to win games. It proved a formula for Ben's surprising rookie success. And Big Ben developed into a big playmaker. He carried the Steelers to three Super Bowls and won two of them. The championship bids came in the first seven seasons of his career. The last decade has been filled with plenty of passing stats and a nice number of regular season wins, but playoff production has been wanting. Much is made of Tomlin never having suffered a losing regular season. But with the 42-21 to 21 drubbing by the Chiefs last Sunday night, Tomlin's postseason record has sunk into the red. He is now a losing coach in the playoffs. That's when wins matter the most. This cannot stand in the city of champions. Yet nothing Tomlin is saying as his team enters one of the most critical off-seasons in franchise history is offering much hope Steelers' sagging fortunes will improve anytime soon. Now we have much more, including a breakdown of Tomlin's uninspiring press conference, the Steelers' collapse against the Chiefs, and all the lingering questions as your favorite football team tries to reload for 2022. It's all here in this crystal ball edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column, First Thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes bidding Big Ben farewell lamenting the loss to the Chiefs and questioning whether Mike Tomlin really comprehends the urgency and import of his own team's desperately needed rebuild. But right now, let's get right to it. Hey, get ready for the new Steelers quarterback. Same as the old backup. So says sharp-eyed Steelers analyst Mark Caboli. He writes for The Athletic that Mason Rudolph is likely Tomlin's answer under center to start 2022, even if no one else in Steelers Nation wants to see him there. Caboli says this, quote, For the first time in nearly 20 years, the Steelers will go into a season without having the same quarterback penciled in as the starter. The free agent quarterback market is not robust. The team is hesitant to go after big name trades that would require a significant investment of high draft picks and cash. There is uncertainty surrounding this year's crop of draft eligible quarterbacks with questions about who is first round worthy and can start as a rookie. The Steelers' best option might just be another low-key extension of Mason Rudolph on draft day. He's currently signed through the 2022 season. It likely will be Rudolph's job to lose heading into training camp. On the surface, that might not be ideal because what Rudolph is most known for is getting whacked on the head with Miles Garrett's helmet. 
getting benched for Duck Hodges and not being able to beat the winless Lions at home two months ago. But the Steelers view Rudolph differently than the casual fan. Now, there are legitimate questions about whether Rudolph could turn into the Steelers quarterback of the future rather than a bridge to the next guy. Rudolph has started 10 games in four years and has a 5-4-1 record. Eight of those starts came during his rookie season of 2019 when Roethlisberger was lost for the season after six quarters with an elbow injury. Rudolph didn't necessarily rip it up. He started only two games since 2019. A good showing last year when the Steelers sat their starters in Week 17 against the Browns and a not-so-good one against the winless Lions in mid-November. The Steelers tied the Lions 16-16 and their offense managed it just one touchdown. Yet, after two days of breaking down the film in that game, the intricacies of Rudolph's performance were music to the eyes of Mike Tomlin. Tomlin sounded thrilled by what he saw, which may have been a peek into the 2022 plans, so Caboli writes. Tomlin said this about Rudolph's performance against the Lions, quote, Rudolph did a good job of articulating the offense, communicating with the guys. The pace in which we desire to work, he was able to uphold. He worked fast some, and we utilized cadence as a weapon, and he is central to that. We were able to attack them downfield with the use of his pace, his ability to communicate not only in-game but between series and express likes and dislikes and articulate what he saw was acceptable. His reads and distribution of the football were largely what we wanted. Largely, this was not his first rodeo and wasn't his first rodeo with us. So I don't think any of us were surprised with what he was able to do for us. We expected it. We know he expected it. We expected that guy to play winning football for us. Hey, that's a different assessment than what I saw of that Lions game and I was there. But that's not the only Steelers coach who thinks Rudolph shines. Caboli goes on to write this, quote, If offensive coordinator Matt Canada is retained, as is widely expected, that would be another positive indication of Rudolph's chances to start in 2022. Rudolph said of Canada, quote, I enjoy Matt. We had a great time last year being together in the quarterback room. Anytime that you have a rapport with somebody, I think it makes it easier to call plays and have a feel for what I like. He's done a good job and we have a good line of communication, unquote. Hey, to me, that means mediocre knows mediocre. Rudolph and Canada have hit it off. But Caboli also reveals the other calculation in the Steelers' decision. He writes, quote, you have to consider the price involved with Rudolph as well. He will count just over $4 million against the cap in a year when the Steelers will have anywhere between $45 million and $55 million to spend, depending on some other roster decisions. Haskins and Josh Dobbs, if he comes back, will be even cheaper. Haskins showed signs of his first round talent in training camp in the preseason and could be in the mix, but he may also need more seasoning. Tomlin told reporters that, quote, all options are on the table at quarterback. He added, quote, those decisions are interrelated based on our global needs, unquote. 
but he also offered support for both Rudolph in, and Haskins. Quote, both guys, Mason and Dwayne, have had their moments, but they'll have to prove that, not only in team development process, but through playing itself. There are guys that start that I wouldn't characterize as everyday starters, and so they'll be given an opportunity to establish themselves, and there will be competition. There always is. And so they will write that story. But I think that both guys have positioned themselves to fight that fight, unquote. Hey, that's uh, some good stuff from Marco Boli in terms of insight into the Steelers' thinking uh, in terms of who will be starting under center in 2022. And I can't fault any of his analysis, but it leaves me, and I'm sure it leaves Steelers Nation uninspired. Your 2022 starter could well be mediocre Mason Rudolph. And Mike Tomlin says he's fully capable of playing winning football. We shall see. Not about the Rudolph as starter, but about the winning football part. So why is this happening? Can't the Steelers see they need a franchise QB to even think about a Super Bowl? I mean, look at who's still in the playoff dance. So why not move heaven and earth for Aaron Rodgers? Mark Caboli answers this question with the reality of the Rooney way. He writes in The Athletic, quote, Giving up multiple high picks, including a first rounder, and getting immediately saddled with a high salary is risky. That's not the way a team like the Steelers, who have played only three games with no playoff implications in 21 years, operate. Their roster isn't quite near championship caliber. They need upgrades on the offensive and defensive lines, as well as inside linebacker, cornerback, and depth all around. Adding a made-for-championship quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, or Deshaun Watson would hinder that process. The Steelers aren't into mortgaging the future for the present. Unquote. Again, great stuff from Mark Caboli. Now, Mason Rudolph isn't the only uninspiring offensive figure Mike Tomlin is expressing optimism about heading into 2022. Coach is also high on coordinator Matt Canada. But some in Steelers Nation say Tomlin just must be high. So what is he smoking Joe Rudder with Trib Live writes this about Tomlin's inclination to stick with Canada as play caller. Quote, Tomlin indicated Matt Canada likely will return for a second year as offensive coordinator despite the offense's inability to score first half touchdowns in the second half of the season. Quote, I'm optimistic about Matt and what he's capable of doing. I'm just acknowledging that Canada brings things to the table that are attractive and we need to be better. And we will be, unquote. Canada's supposed capabilities short and translate into results in his first season as coordinator. The Steelers didn't score an offensive touchdown in the first half of seven of their final eight games, including that 42-21 wildcard playoff loss Sunday night at Kansas City. You'll remember Matt Canada was promoted from quarterback's coach to replace Randy Fickner after the 2020 season. Canada had no previous NFL experience, and in his first season, the Steelers averaged 20.2 points, ranking 21st in the league. 
Aside from the veteran Roethlisberger, who was in his final season, the Steelers' offensive line featured four new starters, including two rookies. The Steelers also had rookie starters at running back and tight end. The results under Canada simply didn't meet the Steelers' standard. Said Tomlin, quote, I acknowledge we took a step back. There are some obvious tangible reasons why that occurred. I'm not going to seek comfort in that. We've got to do better. We intend to be. That's going to require a lot of planning and work for our coaches and players, unquote. Now, Rudder notes that the Steelers haven't changed offensive coordinators after one year since Bill Cower replaced Ray Sherman with Kevin Gilbride after the 1998 season. Said Tomlin on the subject of change, quote, I understand change is a part of our business and I don't run away from it. I'm not overly resistant to it. I don't run to it as well. I don't change for the sake of changing, unquote. In fact, Tomlin said he's not anticipating any changes to his coaching staff, but admitted he wouldn't be surprised by any either. In fact, any change likely will be the coordinator's call, not Tomlin's. Rudder writes that this pertains to defensive coordinator Keith Butler, who Tomlin said may retire after seven seasons as defensive coordinator. Butler, age 65, presided over a defense that ranked number 24 this year after finishing third in 2020. The defense's regression was largely attributed to an inability to stop the run. The Steelers had the worst run defense in the league, allowing an average of 146 yards per game. The Steelers didn't have defensive end Stephon Tewitt for the entire season, and nose tackle Tyson Alua-Lua was lost to a season injury in the second game. Said Tomlin on his defensive coordinator, quote, Butts has had conversation about this potentially being his last year, unquote. So I guess it'll be Butler's call. But in terms of your Steelers, which are supposed to be rebuilding, it sure sounds as if they are in no particular hurry. In fact, all of this screams transition, not immediate solution. That great Steelers rebuild we were all expecting could be a protracted and painful process. Alas, the once sterling Steelers standard seems to have been suspended for the foreseeable future. And that, my friends, is the state of the Steelers entering this offseason. Of course, there's going to be a lot to unfold and a lot to unpack. And it's never really an offseason for the Steelers and your interest in your favorite football team. So we're going to keep covering it here on your Steelers Update podcast. Sign up for the podcast. It's fresh every Wednesday afternoon. Get it delivered automatically. Forget the fuss. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your Real-time Steelers news.